0: <laughs> Hi, uh, Daniel Major here, CEO of GovX Uranium, Africa-focused developer. Uh, three projects, two of them are mine permitted. Uh, Maduela project in Niger, um, or feasibility study already done, currently working on the financing. Matanga project in Zambia, uh, finishing off its FS by this time next year. Uh, and then we have the Philea project, which is currently under transaction with Africa Energy, where we agreed at disposal because they can focus on it more than we can, given the high quality of our other projects we want to focus there. Busy old year in 2022. Not that anyone got credit for it. It was a very busy it? year. I was actually knackered by the end of it. No, it was. It was I mean, we put a, a, a shareholder note out at the beginning of last, oh, the end of this month, last yeah. month, and it kind of went through actually what we'd achieved uh, during the year. So full feasibility study completed for Maduella yeah. um, and a lot of improvements on that. Yeah. You know, We had to take some hit on some of the inflation, but actually we priced it pretty well at the peak of inflation. So I'm excited. That's kind like, of good news. I'm going to take it. That's good news. Yeah. But, so I think some of these yeah. things we'll see coming back down again, yeah. already uh, going through. We did the initial teaser for the lenders um, on who wants to be in the debt pool to mm-hmm. start with and go in the debtor room. You know unconventional commodity mm. unconventional jurisdiction we still got at least 20 um, participants who are now in that data room on um matanga did all of the infill drilling for the uh Dibway east deposit actually, mm. you know we'll wait to see what the results actually look like but certainly you know my gut feel it was and the feedback i'm getting it was very positive So so with that, and then uh, right at the end, we kind of restructured what we were doing with the layout. We just given the what our other two projects are looking for cash flow, et cetera. We kind of felt somebody else really needs to take this project on to
1: drive it forward. It's a great project, but it was always my third project. Uh, absolutely. Look, um, I think strategically, you you've, I think that's a smart move. Quite frankly, you never get around to it and You weren't getting any value for it otherwise. Yeah, so exactly. that, that makes total sense. When's, when are you looking to have that close? Uh, by the
0: end, by mid March. Okay. So it's not not long.
1: What's that do for the coffers?
0: Um, we're getting mainly shares. We're getting right. half a million dollars of cash, Turns. Canadian, um, and that we get two million of their shares on the first tranche. Uh, there's another three million on the second tranche that right. comes through, when one of the licenses need to be renewed, recovered, well, it, it, right. it reaches the end of its life. Um, so they, they're committed to getting it back okay. uh, and then we get a 3%
1: NSR. And, and do you need to monetize that? I said, do you need the cash?
0: Um, we will not to start with. We'll let them carry on for a while okay. and see where they go to. So we still keep the leverage in there. Right. You know, we'll actually be a 20% shareholder of the company, so, right. you know, it's fine. But what it does do as well, it removes the requirement for us to budget.
1: Okay. And so, it gives them a chance to breathe and maybe create some value for you okay. guys exactly. when you monetize exactly. the teacher. Okay, so that's all good. Um when well, I talk to you first of all about the market, and then we'll come come down to asset level if you don't mind, right? Yes. I think there's been and I think thank the Lord, because it's, it's a long time coming, the debate between high grade versus low grade, North America versus Africa, seems to have gone away. I think there's people have come around to North American investors have come around to understanding what the African uranium companies are going to be able to do in terms of actual supply into market. There's a bit of a reality check has gone on there, hasn't there? I think more importantly, and
0: I'll come back to that, is the utilities care. Right. That's where it really matters, right. is the utilities are looking at Africa and going, I, we need diversification of supply. Mm. These projects are ready now. We need to support them and get them on board. You know, and that, that is a key. You know, they're not just saying, oh, "We're going to say in these jurisdictions." It's like, mm-hmm. no, um, absolutely right. Uh, I think you've you've seen a lot of news coming out of myself and my peers. You know, we've always said, guys, mining permits are key. That when the cycle turns, it's the guys who can get going yeah. are the ones who are going to make the, the major yeah. play right at the beginning. And it's it's great having a lovely project in the Athabasca, but if you've got another six to ten years before you're going to do it, yeah, does it matter? Yeah. You know, and you, you know, one of my debates with analysts is always, but you always MPV them from today. <laughs> yeah. Why do you never MPV them from yeah. today to when they're actually going yeah. to start? Yeah. Um, you know, and that's an issue that I don't, you know, we'll come back to it when we come to Maddowell. Which... It's an
1: issue with growth because you're they've then got, got to backfill that valuation exactly. that they've been attributed, which is tough in terms of investors. You make money when your share price goes up. It's a difficult environment if you're sitting around waiting. You're burning through cash and waiting for a for a license, right? Right. So, so that I, I totally, totally get that. But I do, I, and I would also say to people watching this, it is we need all of the above. It's not them versus us. It's no. just it's, what we're talking about today is timing. Correct. Okay. African players seem to be timing this better. They're also, in terms of pounds coming out of the ground, significantly bigger than I think most people realised.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, one of the things I've been stressing to investors is that we have long life projects, um, and we have two of them, um, and there are a lot of projects out there who have lives sub-10 years. Right. Now, if you're looking, going to a utility and looking for long-term contracts, yeah, that's a, you kind of want something more than six. <laughs> you know, it's a bit difficult to get a long-term yeah. contract, yeah. but the other thing it will cause you a problem with is if you're looking for a debt tenor. Because the debt guys also want a, a resource tail. Yep. If you've only got six years, you're going to have to pay everything back in yep. three. Yeah. So, you know, having long life projects is also key. Um, and, and, you know, we've had this conversation before, I think, you know, you even compare our two projects. You know, one's got a grade almost four or five times higher than the other project, yet the lower grade project actually has the better
1: rate of return and the better MPV. It's about margin, it's about making money, guys yes. uh, and, and gals, um, because grade is one. Of the factors which determine the economics, just one. So the high grade, low grade conversation is really for people in the industry. knows, it's, it, it's irrelevant here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because it it, it it's been sort of a muddying the waters, shall we say? Yeah. Right. So it's evident from there's a bunch of you there's you know global yourselves uh, deep yellow. You've got Bannerman all putting out these DFS, DFSs now. People can see that these low grade projects. Actually make money that's good for Africa, but it's good also for people investors to understand the makeup of the uranium space that we are playing right. in now
0: absolutely I mean, let's, and put it in practical terms you, you look at you know um, cigar lake you know you freeze the rock, you drill down and raise bore you take out this circular piece that you 've got yeah. you then refill it all back up with cement again, and this yeah. is all done at hundreds of meters below the yeah. surface yeah. and then you go to Matanga where you literally dive st- straight into it. It's fairly friable rock and we're using less than t- nine kilograms a ton of acid to suck all the uranium out of it. Yep. A completely simple process versus a highly complex one yeah. in a- at great depth with a lot of complexity that can go wrong and cost you to develop. Right.
1: All these things are fairly homogenous. It's an engineer's dream. It's consistent. Yeah, It's a processing exactly. moving earth exercise. So yeah, They're all great. They all, they all have their own technical challenges. They have their economic Absolutely. challenges, and we need all the uranium. I keep saying yeah. that because um, I, I think people do this, but tribal in uranium <laughs> up until now yeah, it yes. has been yes.
0: Well, I, and I, well, I think people also understand the jurisdictions they're in, mm. uh, and you and you have that issue as well. That people are comfortable with the jurisdiction, mm. they appreciate it, and it's it's more difficult to be comfortable with the jurisdiction that you don't know. Right. But I think we are showing as a group in Africa that these projects to go forward. And I think you're also seeing it geopolitically when you know, the US government comes out and says, Africa is where we're going to get our critical metals from, yeah. and is now throwing considerable amounts of money towards Africa in order to secure. So that political acceptance of where Africa is mm. uh, and what it means to all commodities is becoming much clearer now to the global
1: community. Well, it is because we've had energy crises all around the world, yep. because of the Russia-Ukraine situation yep. and it's come, to, you know, top top of the agenda. Quite frankly, we've got to, the, the energy uh, energy security is, I think, number one priority for us in Europe. Definitely, we saw God, the high prices. It's got the, to be the, the energy prices yeah. were insane last year. We've had blackouts, even even here. Well, threatening them in the UK all yeah. the time. Absolute shocker. But okay, hopefully that's getting sorted. Um, can I talk about what? Kind of conversations you're having, because obviously African project, we're yeah, in Africa. Right. African they're investors right. are here. What are, what are they asking you in terms of getting that comfort around your ability to deliver? Uh, which you, well, you okay, yeah, you, okay. Okay. You, okay. you as yeah. the utilities, okay. the lenders that. <laughs> which well, you? okay, there's there, there's there's a lot. There's there's obviously utility conversations. I'm intrigued by because they give you the, the term contracts to tell you get funding. There's the regular investors looking at your share price and think, is this still a growth story? Yeah. You got others okay, looking to buy okay, like like big capital because they want they want to know can you move the DFS and actually get it into production right. because there's a big gap yeah let's, there. let's break
0: break those up into different components um, the off takers you know definitely want to make sure if they're going to make a commitment to us that we can achieve what we're yeah. doing they they want diversification of supply they are they're not uncomfortable with Africa. Um, whether it 's Namibia, Niger, or even Zambia, material has come through or from those jurisdictions in the past, yes. so that 's key. Mm-hmm. One of the key things for us as well with utilities is we 've been educating talking to the utilities all the way along about our projects, mm-hmm. explaining what our projects are because you know at the end of the day they 're taking a risk if they bet yeah. on supply so explaining you know how our management style works what we 're doing. Uh, on quite a few of them as well, we have to deal with ESG because they have ESG requirements. They will not buy from you mm-hmm. unless you can meet ESG commitments um, as well. So it's a big part of what we have to do as well. If you're looking at the lenders, obviously, you know, firstly, they start with the cash flow. I mean, you know, you've dealt with these guys before. It's all about the cash flow. And now we're moving into that, okay, let's get into the technical review side. Mm-hmm. Um, Niger, they've all had to get comfortable with. Um, but I think Niger, you know, I've been saying this for years, you know, it's been producing uranium since 1971. It's never missed a shipment. Uh, yes, there are border issues for Niger, but there are no issues within Niger at all. Um, you know, we can get skilled labor, um, we get power, we get water. I've got a government that supports developing mines. So, you know, from from the lender's point of view, you know, we. We obviously have to think also about strategic investment into what we're doing as well, so we're kind of scanning the field for that as well now, and saying, all right, well, when we come to the equity piece, how do we make up that equity piece? You know no you know we don't want to make take a view yet, but we have to understand what the options are that we've got out there and on the equity side, yeah, there's we have we're trading at a massive discount still, and, and you know it frustrates me because, you know, like you said, I,
1: okay, well, break that down. Why? Do you, why, why do you
0: say that? Because uh, let me give you an example. So we're sitting out there at the moment, trading at less than fifty cents in the pound. I've got two large long life projects that both can get away at sixty five dollars or less on the uranium price. Matanga, we use fifty eight for, and it's got a twenty five percent RR. There is, you know, an, another project sitting out there that's got a mine with a short life asset who trades at four dollars a pound in the ground and he's a higher price than we do. So it's like, you know, th- this doesn't make any sense yeah. um, from where we are. I mean, even if you, if you look at it from, each, you know, Matuella pulls out and, and over 83 million dollars a year EBITDA flat. Yeah. Well, you know, companies trade at six to eight times EBITDA, you know, let's go on the top end, that eight. that Eight times E, EBITDA, six hundred forty million. Even if you take the capex off for it, that still values Madawella at well over three hundred million dollars mm. if it was an operating company, and that's taking the capital out to get it. Mm. And you still get Matanga for free. Mm. So it, our valuation does not make sense um, for it. And I think considering we have very solidly shown management performance, our ability to turn these projects to where we've never failed to deliver what we said we would do. That's always come through, yet, yeah, you know, disconcerting not to see that valuation gap per pound close.
1: Okay. Have you met the new U.S. ambassador for Nigeria yet? No, but I've met the British one. Okay. Yes. And the new Canadian one. So <laughs> things are happening in Nigeria, is my point. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, I mean, you're seeing UKEF aggressively pushing, you know, wanting to finance around that part of the world. Um, The U.S. as well. Uh, Canada's
1: always been very supportive into that part of the world. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm interested because I think some conversations we've had, the sense is that the Americans will be investing more into Nigeria, not just on uranium, obviously, yeah. but there's, there's, there's another kind of mining diaspora forming. Well, there, it that's it what seems. I said, really, you know, the US have realized that they let the
0: ball drop on yeah. Africa in general, Yeah. completely. And therefore, Russian influence, China influence is grabbing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to grow your critical resources, the one completely unexploited or underexploited jurisdiction is Africa. Mm. Um, and so, you know, was it six months ago, the US government came out
1: and said, you know, these are the countries we are definitely supporting. Uh, yeah, essentially, the, the dollar is very, very important um, yes. there. Okay, in, in a way, the US can control some of these countries because of the US dollar and the importance yeah. of the US dollar. Okay, right. and so there's a kind of, um, there's a whole economic discussion we can have around, around that. But my point is, I'm, I'm interested in how. Are there any kind of roadblocks for you for 2023? You've told us what you're going to, we've done in 2022. There's some more stuff that you've got to do in 2023. You capitalize for that. Uh, we raised ten Canadian at the last end of
0: last year. Yeah. Well, obviously, given where we're, if I go to an EPCM, then I'm obviously going to need yeah. a lot more money. Yeah. Uh, but that will be because we're moving towards the front, and I've got an FS to run as well, and they're quite expensive. So yeah. we will have to raise some money at some point going
1: forward. Right. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, you can kind of rip through that, obviously advancing the project. But the point is. It, it's an encouraging environment to be advancing the project forward. Well, absolutely,
0: you know, when you look what we now have in front of us to do this year, yeah. you know, what my key reason for coming down here was to meet with potential lenders who yeah. lend into African projects. yeah. Uh, and these are the guys who are already in our data room. So that process is fully underway. Uh, we're looking for their indicative terms, letters of interest in the next month or so, uh, once they've had their first pass on the data room. And when we got that, the independent engineers will go to work the independent environmental engineers will go to work to completely dissect our project to give them the comfort level and you know we've discussed this before you know my approach is very much you know get the debt guys ahead of the game and then gradually we'll bring the off take guys in And, and my approach with the off takers is we will only aggressively negotiate with you when we can show you there's a path to financing Mm. you know there's no point in me you know rushing out and trying to cut pounds and cut a deal and saying oh here we go I've got a press release that's so I'm going to burn the get these pounds yeah they I want those all to come together with the debt at the same time then we get the equity see
1: I th- I think it's a very interesting again say money's about timing right some some people get lucky with that not deservedly, but they get lucky yes, with that. That and that's fine, fine. It's fine. Yeah. But it, it feels like with Uranium, the timing is quite good, but also the Africa component is quite good because we've seen. I mean, Paddy Danny was here yesterday with with his ozone, ozone project. He, all of his money came out of Africa, so that it is it is possible to get these projects financed. African projects financed by African banks in, in consortiums oh, and so forth. But you've also got that competitive tension of what you just said about the US one, investing into Niger, but two, looking at Africa as a whole and trying to secure a whole bunch of critical minerals as right. well, it bodes well for getting the, the kind of the, the cost of the capital down, which is a big driver oh. on your economics, right? Just, well, can you have that conversation with yeah. we just, <laughs> no, just No,
0: but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, and so we have been talking to export credit agencies, uh, DFIs, you yeah. know commercial lending yeah. uh, all in that package yeah. and there is definitely a very large component of that that it is export credit s- support yeah. you know um, government supported backing that comes into that because they want from geopolitical reasons you know they want to support countries like niger etc um, they appreciate that you know mining in there supports the economics yeah. social positioning as well all important but also, we need the metals, so
1: you know that that's very important coming through. It is, it is. And, and I was I was one of those guys that you'd be coming to and asking for money, but I would want to be looking at all these other factors that you've kind of mentioned to me. But you know, the political stability seems to be a, a tick box at, at the moment. I even think the kind of the religious component is a, is a tick box at, at the moment. It kind of feels like it's um, it, it, it's safer. Do you know what I mean? Because I think there there have been various conversations around that old West Africa thing, but pre-COVID. I'm not saying it's gone away, but it it feels a better investment environment for me with my banking hat on now. Because of the, I keep using the word reality, but that's that's the truth at the moment, is that there's a kind of um, a, a, a more primal and basic need. I need energy security, please. And governments will do things and, and make things happen but, because of but that. But I think,
0: particularly with Niger, if you look where the president's last two, well, this president and the last president are positioning themselves, mm. you know, Isafu, his last role before he retired and stood down was um, General, the chairman for the Security Council, mm. you know, um, and took a very strong Western-looking view in that approach. Well, you've seen the issues in, in Mali and Burkina Faso. Niger has said, look, guys, we have to keep an outward-looking view. Mm. And so those French military forces have been kind of come in and into Niger and become part of that. Mm. And it's like, no, you know, we have to create a stable right. foothold right. in West Africa. We are that stable foothold. Yeah. And we will work with international governments to ensure stability is formed here. Yeah. And, and we are already stable. So yeah. let's just use this as the foothold. I think, so I think that's important.
1: I think it's very important. I also had a great conversation earlier in the week with, um, I mean, off camera, obviously, where um, someone who knows, who's in country, is he's talking about what's well, happening in Mali, for instance, where the you know French actually withdrawing from Mali, guess who's stepped in to mm-hmm. help, help their Chinese friends? Russian forces, yeah well, I won't say forces Ru- Russian security yeah. well, we'll um, call them that. The, yeah. the muscle <laughs> yeah. the muscle there but, but, and that for the Americans must be sort of like, well, hang on a sec here yeah, and yeah, that's just next door, come on, so I think that in terms of that's that's why there's kind of um, reinvestment yeah. into exactly. and beefing up of their positions in, the, in that part of exactly. northern Africa is, is is critical for them but yeah. also good for companies like yourself yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, okay, so well, in danger of warning off into, uh, into an area we don't want to. So, we, with the numbers game, you, you kind of gave us a, a, a clue that your strategy, you're always kind of thinking, well, how do I kind of manage this through? So, flare off the, the t- well, there's some value to it, but you, you park yeah, that up yeah. for now. You are going to have conversations this year, or you are going to need to raise capital. Fancy's these projects through. So what, what does timing look like? What are, what are the things we should be looking at for 2023, which will create the value? You know, you said you're undervalued. What, are, what should people be looking yeah. at? Yeah, uh,
0: okay. I mean, if you look, let's start with Mattawella. Uh, the, the next big step for me is to get those letters of interest okay. off the lenders. That t- clearly gives me comfort as well, yeah. that we're progressing. Yeah. Uh, once I've gained enough comfort, this thing is going where I need it to go then I will sign up the PCMs mm-hmm. because they need like seven months before we go on ground and before we get okay. the money. So they need that time to get going. And also I don't wanna be committing capital unless I know I've got a good chance that's coming on. So mm-hmm. um, target would be to have pulled all the debt together beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, if, okay. if, if we can good. get everybody to okay. behave themselves and the offtakes can come with, and at that point, you know, and this is a conversation I've had with the offtakes as well. Look, you know, anything we're negotiating has to have the CP of financing. Yeah. You know, we all understood that. Uh, the commitments are there. Um, so let's call it the end of this year, early next year. Okay. All the money's in, including the equity. That's when we start construction. And then we have two years to
1: build and we will then be producing uranium. So, th- so in terms of the FID process, you're saying that we're obviously the, the, the money is the key defining component, releases the ability to yes. Press the green button. Yes. How, how much work on the FID element is yet to happen? Look, the the feasibility
0: study that we did was incredibly detailed, um, and I don't need to do a lot more beyond what I've already got okay. sitting there. Um, we pushed a lot of the you know all the PFDs, PnIDs, all of that was done as yeah. part of that process. Okay. I think what we're going to see is, you know, as part of the the ongoing from us internally is is more optimization. What can I now do? Now I've got a benchmark number to improve on that, and how can I reduce costs to go forward? Well, because we reevaluate, but that's that's a process. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The other thing we're doing in the background, just as you know, just a sidestep slightly before we come on to Matanga, is is just getting the team ready uh, as well. So I've been doing a lot of work last year um, on we we'll, we'll use ESG as the banner, and I, I want people to start realising that ESG isn't just about solar farms. That's, got, that's the least of the issues. It's about putting in place the processes that become self-checking. Yeah. That and the term that's used is plan, do, check, act. So that's that's yeah. the way you design everything. So you have a, a health and safety policy. You know, you have the procedures. You have the manuals but they're done in a way that you regularly review them, you regularly yeah. review your risks. Because yeah. you, assess- you can't plan for today what's gonna to be done in two years time. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. you don't want a welding strategy when you really it aren't is, there. Yeah. So you you let the thing, you build a culture to let it build itself to that point by itself. Yeah. So that's a big part of what you're trying to do. Refreshingly
1: boring, which is what I love to
0: invest well, in. It is refreshingly boring, but yeah. if you don't do it, you'll trip up. Exactly. Yes, That's why I like but it. But it's not incredibly boring. It's an incredibly intense <laughs> amount of work, from our point of view. Um, so th- that's very much what we're doing as well. Is It's not just about running around trying to find the money. It's making yeah. sure that the company itself is a fit form to take that money on and do what needs to be done with it. Yeah. So when it arrives. So that's another important facet of what we're doing. On the tanga, um, as I said, we finished the drilling on that one. So that's now all the way. All the way. We took out uh, about four or five tons of material which has gone to the Copperbelt University mm-hmm. to do their MET test work, uh, really to verify what was done before mm-hmm. because that one had actually been to a PFS before. So mm-hmm. we just want to verify that that works. Um, and we're going to do a resource update, should hopefully get that out by the end of this quarter if I get everybody lined up um, to just incorporate that extra mm-hmm. infill drilling that was done on Dibweese, which takes it all to indicated. Um, and then we have to just go through that FS process, um, yeah. and you know those are exceedingly boring times for investors to look at. But they're but no, it's, we're it's great. It,
1: it, the, people kind of casually use the word de-risking, and I think it's, it kind of falls in deaf ears sometimes because you move from the what-if conversation of an explorer and saying, well, we hope to find make a discovery, or we hope to get higher grades, or we hope to put this model together which allows us to understand what the whole body looks like, through to a point where you go well there 's a known path to delivery we 've done it before we 'll we'll do it again,, yep. and we totally understand, well we understand the economics today and we 'll keep reevaluating that for efficiencies to, to get there in a market which is super super exciting, and quite frankly for forever because of last year, a lower base so the the actual de-risk component may see as much, uh, you know, leverage as perhaps the expiration stage. That's the kind of environment we're in. Oh, around.
0: absolutely! And at least now, when you're having these these conversations, I'm not doing it with the thirty-dollar uranium behind me. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I do an FS. Well, you're, you're nowhere near. And and people go, oh, but and this is the other issue. People have got to start remembering. People keep. Saying, yeah, but you need this, but it's a, 60, it's a $50 uranium price. Right, right. And then you go, but guys, contracts were being cut at 58 at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 UXC's forward curve for 2025, 26, when we're going into production,
1: is 69 Well, Well, let's, let's have the lights out discussion, okay? Because there's a big audience here who'll be used to investing in gold, silver, other kind of, kind of commodities. And, and they'd be quite right in um, thinking if, they, if you had a gold CEO talking to me going, don't worry. Our, our project's great at three thousand dollars. Yeah, you're going. You're nuts. <laughs> yes. Okay. But, but but for for the uranium CEOs, there's a kind of there's a different kind of quantum and a, a reality here. Is the sense that there's the lights out conversation, which is if we don't do this and price doesn't move, no one's going to produce the stuff that's going to keep the lights on. Correct. So different debate. Different. sorry, I I paraphrased. It a bit no, no, a bit no. Though, I, I mean, it, no. Right? You're,
0: you're absolutely right. You know, and. You know, we've been putting in RFPs. The one bit of feedback that comes for us is, you haven't quite won yet, guys, Mm. but trust me, the bids are coming in higher and higher all the time. They're almost on you. And I think that's the other issue. The gap is so big, and we're going back to projects that are permitted and those that we're all waiting for. The gap between supply and demand is so big, there's a lot of space for us guys who are ready now to get in there and take that gap. timing. Timing is absolutely everything. You know better to be early than late uh, in this business and so absolutely and so we're, we're already seeing that coming through and i think the other thing that is continual in this market is you've seen a number of things happening you've seen utilities fixated on where eup is coming from they really didn't care where that eight was coming from for a long time yeah. you have seen a fear from them, which is they do need to pin it down, Mm -hmm. which is why you've seen a large pickup in off-market, most of that being done by Cameco. And they only have a finite of material they can sell. Mm. Most of the utilities are still coming out. We received an RFP yesterday from a utility who needs material 2025, 2026, 2027, Mm. and a substantial amount. So. You're just not seeing that marking into the spot market yet, but it will. But as you see that, all right? We're starting to stop worrying about you. Through it, I'm now going to get yellow cake. Where's that going to come from? Yep. So, and as I say, we're already seeing those term contracts getting higher and higher and higher. So we, you know, certainly the utilities are saying to us, just you know, don't worry, guys. You know, we, keep talking to us. We know what price you need. Mm. When we're ready, we will do the jo-
1: the deal. It's great. Thank Thanks you. for coming in. I appreciate that. I know you're busy as heck over there and there's a lot of people clamoring to speak to the Uranium guys, which is good news, yes. it's really fantastic news. Um, and 2023 should be exciting. The that, 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 that price tension is, is palpable now. Like, I, I, we've been at this for four years and get people are saying, this is the year, this is the year. And <clears throat> we sort of sit back with a wry smile and go, okay. Well, I think that's just, when you talk about strategies. You know, you and know, I have
0: been talking for a while, and, and you know, we've always been just slowly moving forward. We've, yeah. You know, we're not rushing and we're not parking yeah. back. It's always yeah. been a case of go the next step where we think the market is, and we've tried to time ourselves for when the market's ready. My, my, my and I think we may have got it right. <laughs> may have got it right.
1: Well, that was great, great news for you and everyone. Yeah. So appreciate you coming in today. Pleasure always.